What is going on out there? And how are you today? Welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. And if you don't know by now, I am your host and my name is Greg. Now let's talk about the time of the year. It's September early, right after Labor Day. The leaves are starting. They're not starting, but they're about to start to change color. You feel that little briskness in the air. Most people mean, oh, man, school's here. Oh, man, it's going to get cold. But for all my football fans out there, we know what that means. Football's around the corner. No, football is here. We're in this episode for week two of college football. I am giving you what I feel are your man cave huddle must-watch games of the week. This is what we do here. Now, there are a couple games that caught my eye where I feel if you got some time, you might want to take some attention and turn on the tube and watch. First game up is the 12th-ranked Texas A&M Aggies taking on the number one in the country-ranked Clemson Tigers. This game is going to take place at 3.30 on Saturday, ABC Memorial Stadium. Now, what makes this game so interesting, you may ask. Last year, Trevor Lawrence, true super freshman last year, made his debut against the team, and they won. But all time, the Texas A&M Aggies, they are 3-2 and two versus Clemson. I don't know what that means for this weekend, but I will say this. Maybe history will be on our side. Maybe it won't. One of the players that needs to play well, though, is junior quarterback Kellen Mond. Why do I say this? He is one of four quarterbacks to pass for 1,000 yards and 10 TDs against AP top 25 teams last year. Now, why is that a big deal? Because he's on a list with Tua Tiger-Vailoa, TT. You know, from now on, when we're talking about the quarterback from Alabama, I'm just going to call him TT. TT, the quarterback for Bama. Jake Bentley, South Carolina quarterback. Jake Fromm, University of Georgia quarterback. Now, that's a distinguished list to be on. A thousand yards and most importantly, 10 touchdowns. He's going to need some of that production tomorrow against Clemson. Another person that might aid some help for Texas A&M is former Florida State head coach Jimbo Fisher. Why? He is one of five active coaches to have won a national championship and ranks fourth among active head coaches in win percentage. So, I mean, look, you know, if I'm Texas A&M, Going into this game, do you have a puncher's chance? You have a puncher's chance. It's an afternoon game. You're on the road. You just got to show up and blow up with that mindset. It's going to be tough, though, because a lot of those players that were on that championship team for Clemson, they're back. Yeah, they lost that. They lost their entire defensive line. Basically, it feels like in the first round in the NFL draft, but they may be softer or I shouldn't say softer, they may be inexperienced on that defensive line, but the back end with that secondary, they're thoroughly impressed. Mr. Etienne, the running back, he's back. He put up 200 yards in the first game of the year. Those receivers, that quarterback, oof, that's a lot to deal with. And Clemson, they're favored 
by 16 and a half points to win this game. Now, what does Clemson have on this uh, uh, on this game other than basically wanting to get back to winning another Natty, aka National Championship for themselves? Clemson, they're only seeking their 17th consecutive game that they that they're winning. They are also attempting to secure a game in which they score 27 points or more. And you know what's ironic? It runs with their current win streak. So pretty much they have scored at least 27 points for the past 17 consecutive games. So the key is for people out there, hmm, maybe make them score more or I should say score more, score less than 27 points. And the 2019 Clemson Tigers are 42-3 and since 2016, tied with Alabama. Think about that. 2019, the senior class, they are 42-3. and So couple that with 17 games in a row they've won, 27 points they're putting up. They not, you know what that shows me? They know how to win, and they've consistently pretty much put out a tablet, a booklet, whatever. It's going to be tough to beat these guys because the 632 yards they put up versus Georgia Tech last week, yeah, 411 of them were rushing. So not only are they winning consecutively, they're putting up points. They are balanced on offense. This is a tough task for the A&M Aggies. I'm going with the Tigers in this one. My other game uh, is going to be the sixth-ranked Louisiana State University Tigers going up against the ninth-ranked Texas Longhorns. This is going to take place Saturday at 7.30 on ABC at Darrow K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. See, I kind of like to be a little bit formal, give you that detailed info. I like to dot the I's across the T's. That's what I'm saying. But the LSU Tigers... They're coming in as the favorites here. Favorite to win by six and a half. That's what they're getting. Now, in the month of September, the Tigers are eight and two under their head coach, Ed Orgeron. And they've won five straight in September, meaning that they know how to start the season off well. Now, this is the first ever meeting between Texas and LSU during the regular season. Keyword, regular season. They've met a ton in bowl games and postseason matchups, but as far as regular season, this is the first ever meeting between Texas and LSU since 1954. Now, one player that I think, if they're going to win this game, is going to bode very highly or being a, a key contributor, key contributor in winning. Now, that's LSU senior quarterback Joe Burrow. Any football fan knows, when you think of LSU, they are usually great at defense at all three levels, top to bottom. Offensively, at all three levels, offensive line, receiver, uh, running back. The one position you can never count on LSU to have is quarterback. But senior quarterback Joe Burrow has completed 20 or more passes in his last four games dating back to last year, which is a school record. 
So basically, I'm not saying that he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. I'm not saying he's going to go in the first round. But what I am telling you is, is that they're getting consistent play at the quarterback position for LSU. Couple that with that defense that they have, which is one of the best defenses in the country. That's what you need when you're going on the road. Because when you're playing on the road, defense travels, offense usually figures it out. LSU, tight defense. Now, the Texas Longhorns. Junior quarterback Sam Ellinger, over his last 14 games, he's 11-3 and during that streak. Okay? Sam Ellinger, over the last 14 games, 11-3 and as a starting QB. Now, a win would push their head coach, Tom Herman, for a career record of 4-0 versus the SEC. Now, you may say, so what? It's only four games. When you're talking about the SEC, the SEC stands for semi-pro conference in college. Okay? I mean, the likes of Bama, the likes of Auburn, the likes of Georgia. You got teams like that is what I'm talking about. So if you could go 4-0 at the University of Texas against the SEC, you're doing something good. Now, last year, in one-possession games, the Texas Longhorns were 7-3. Why does that matter in this game? LSU is coming in as the favorite. But last year, they learned how to win. Learning how to win comes with experience. So in 10 games last year, if they won 70% of them in one-possession games, we're looking at a scenario where it might be a one-possession game tomorrow evening. And in saying that, they are experienced. So this is going to be a situation where you have a very good, talented defense with a solid quarterback playing up against a team that looks like they know how to win. But for me, defense wins championships. Offense wins games. LSU's defense, I think, is a little bit better than what Sam Ellinger might be expecting. And I think after this game takes place, Mr. Tom Herman is going to be 4-1. I'm going with the Tigers in this matchup. Now, those are my two, like, man cave huddle must-watches, but I'm not saying this is going to be something that I, I, I do every week, but these are like keep-your-eye-on games, you know? It's kind of like games where it's like check your phone, and if the score is tight and it's in the fourth quarter, you might want to go to this game. I mean, one of these getting one of these games is twenty number twenty three Stanford at USC. USC is getting three points; they're favored to win by three. Why do I say this is an interesting game to watch? Well, Jay, the quarterback for USC last week tore his ACL; is done for the year. The USC didn't look impressive, and that's critical that the quarterback went down. Stanford comes into this game and cost JT cost. I'm sorry, JT AJ Costello, their quarterback. He's suffered a head injury. He suffered a head injury last week. Why is that big? Because his concussion kept him out of the game for the second half of the game. Now, why is that important? 
if he doesn't, he's going to, we're going to find out tomorrow if he's playing or not. If he doesn't play, now we're talking about a battle of two backup quarterbacks. Now, USC, they didn't play well last week. Stanford, they lost a lot of good players last year off of that defense. Now, that run game, they, it's a plethora of running backs. It's a stable after losing Bryce Love. And the offensive line, you could always expect a good offensive line out of Stanford. So you're playing Stanford at USC. This might be a tight game in that with backup quarterbacks, it might be turnover prone. But I think with the solid run game that Stanford always had, that solid stable of backs, I'm picking Stanford in the upset for the victory on the road. Another game that I'm paying attention to here is the Miami Hurricanes at the um, University of North Carolina. North Carolina is favored to win this game by five points, plus five. Miami, they were competitive against Florida in their first game, but Florida proved to be the better team. Now, Jaron Williams was a freshman quarterback, and he played pretty good, but he's going to have to play a lot better than he did in week one, now going up against UNC in week two. One thing that I wanted to bring up about the University of Miami, and it's always irked me, Whenever you're watching college football, there's always a player that's going pro, one of the best players on the team, or a standout player or contributor. And it could be anywhere from, I'm talking like Notre Dame to Wisconsin to a USC, a Stanford, a New Mexico. It could be wherever. They come from the state of Florida. And you got teams like Miami, Florida. I know you can't keep... Everybody. But if I'm Miami, it feels like every year they're starting over with a new freshman quarterback or their quarterback position is in flux. Why can't Miami say, look, we can't keep everybody. Let's out of every class keep one top player from leaving the state and not going to another team like Alabama, Georgia, or Florida State or, or Florida, and just staying at Miami. It's always befuddled me. And, you know, you got a senior-laden team in Miami on the road against UNC. This game is going to fall into the freshman quarterback's hands. Do I think he gets it done? I do. For the upset, I'm picking Miami to upset UNC tomorrow in North Carolina. Now, For my pay attention to game of the week, my last one, this is going to be the 25th ranked Nebraska Nebraska Cornhuskers at the Colorado Buffaloes tomorrow. Colorado's favorite to win this game plus four and a half. Now, why do I say this is a pay attention game? Simply, head coach Scott Frost. He was at the University of Central Florida. His first year, they didn't play well. They, you could see change happening, but it wasn't really the big change. The second year, they went undefeated. We're in contention for the national title. So in saying that, this is the second year Scott Frost is coaching Nebraska. A. B. He was the quarterback of Nebraska when they won their last national title. So he knows from the player perspective what is expected of him, what the Cornhusker country is expecting out of him. They started off 1-0. and 
And last year, they suffered some devastating losses where it looked like as a head coach, he wanted to cry in front of the media, but he had to be strong and tough for his team. Already in the AP polls at 25, I see Nebraska pulling off the upset and winning on the road tomorrow for these games to pay attention to. I mean, I got three upsets. I got basically the road warriors in Stanford beating USC, Miami beating UNC, and the, well, I should say Miami, Florida, because there is a Miami of Ohio. So the Miami Hurricanes beating UNC and Nebraska beating Colorado. Those are my games that you got to pay attention to. Now, enjoy these games. Enjoy your Saturday. If you can enjoy it, please do. If not, hey, pay attention on your phone. But I just want to give you, like I do in every episode, your positive quote. And your positive quote is by Mr. Bruce Lee. Every situation in life is temporary. So when life is good, make sure you enjoy and receive it fully. And when life is not good, remember that it will not last forever and better days are on the way. Thank you and bye-bye, everybody.